On today's JMO with Josh and Joe, we have the final four. The final four is set and ready to go. We give you our recap of the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, as well as our terrible predictions for the final four in the championship games. We have our OT Dish segment on this day in sports history, as well as a nice little on this day in history nugget for you. We recap what's going on in the NBA, including John Morant's return to basketball, Dylan Brooks pretty much versus the entire Golden State Warriors. Kyrie is officially a cancer. And LeBron James might have a bionic body. We go over the Lamar Jackson drama, everything that's going on with that, as well as recapping a little bit of golf. We got the Dell Technologies match play, talking a little soccer as well as LSU women's basketball to the Final Four. And then we finish off with a little MLB baseball. Alrighty, let's rock and roll. Welcome to JMO with Josh and Joe. It is Monday, March 27th. I almost said Tuesday. And <laughs> Joe... The final four is set, and we have a few final four virgins. <laughs> yeah, you, you could say that for sure. A couple of them. UConn is the OG. They actually, in the last like twenty something years, they've been the best college basketball team in the nation. Like they, since nineteen ninety nine, they have four four um, national champions. Not yeah, four national championships, and no one else has more than three. Yep. So. However, they have been on a hiatus since 2014. So truth, truth, truth from the Final Four. So yeah. So we've, I mean, new guys and a returning guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Final Four set. We got UConn versus Miami, and then San Diego State versus FAU. Um. A lot of very, very unlikely teams that I don't think very many people saw. Um. Being in the Final Four, I know my friend had Miami somehow. I don't. I think he just kind of like closed his eyes and and picked. Miami, I think that's that's what happened there because nobody, I like, Loranga is, wait, is Lorangata, Naga? Yeah, he's got an interesting last name. Uh, he's got pronounce. a little squiggly line over the N, which makes me all, which confuses me. It was it over the N or is it over the R? It's over the N, okay. and it confuses me a lot. So I don't know how to say his name. So I'm just gonna, what's his first name? I'm gonna go, Jim. I'm gonna go by Jim. So Jim. Um, Jim's got that team playing very, very well. They are frisky. They are what I thought Iona was going to be. But um, th- we'll get to the final four. Let's start with the Thursday games. Not great overall. Um, it started with a bang. Yeah. Like that Kansas State, Michigan State was good. Yep. It was. It was actually pretty fucking awesome. That was a great game all around. Noel had Noel had what nineteen assists and twenty points. Yeah, somewhere around there. And, and and the thing about those dimes is they were not just you know kicking it out to the open receiver and, and them draining a, a three or something. No, this guy was placing passes like I'm talking a foot away from the hoop and like just finding the people down low. Mm-hmm. These were dimes, yep. actual dimes. It was beautiful. Um, yeah, I uh, I think it was a tournament record. I know Trey Young had like twenty something assists when he was playing at Oklahoma, but I don't I don't know. If it was in during the tournament or if it was during the regular season, do you know? As far as like the assist record, I'm not sure. I, I didn't. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, well, Trey Young was good. Um, they did get beat by Rhode Island in the first round. I just want to 
remind everybody of that. <laughs> has nothing to do with how much I hate Trey Young and that the fact that he's playing for the Atlanta Hawks. Nothing to do with that. Nothing. Nothing. Um, I think the I think it was a great game. I think to just like like I like I said last week, Michigan State just doesn't have didn't have that much talent. They ran out of talent. Ran like, out of talent again. They played their asses off, but Kansas State was just a better team. Yeah. No, I mean, it was extremely close game. Uh, Noel had that, the fantastic strip um, towards yeah. the end of the game. That was that was big. Um, but, yeah, no, it just, yeah, like you said, ran out of talent. And that Kansas State team was good. I mean, they kind of got overlooked a little bit because, I mean, they were third in the Big 12, maybe fourth in yeah. the standings. But... Yeah, yeah, everyone was looking at Texas out of there, mm-hmm. and for good reason. They looked really good, uh, which we'll get to. The dude, Arkansas got blown out by UConn. Did not see that coming. Nope. Um, then FAU dismantled Tennessee. Which, if we really looked at it, we probably should have seen that coming. But actually, no, because I, I I didn't know. I don't know anything about FAU. I just thought Rick Barnes falls apart every time. I didn't think it would be to FAU. Well, remember if you uh, remember the last game Tennessee had, you, you could tell Florida Atlantic actually, you know, studied some film because Tennessee like just bullied their way. Right. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They the bullied, previous game, they did. It, um, Plastic or whatever his name is, he was throwing bows. It was against Duke. That against Duke, yeah. Yeah, he was just throwing bows everywhere. So they were like, okay, we're gonna take that part out of their game, and we're definitely not backing down. So, boom, that's it. FAU definitely, you can tell though, studied that game because they came out with the same intensity and same and same roughness and kind of bullied Tennessee a little bit. Dude, that um, who what's his name, Vladislav Golden or something? Vladislav Golden, yeah, their their center is a fucking animal. Oh, at Tennessee? No, at uh, at FAU. FAU. Yeah, um, Vladimir Golden. Vlad, no, no, what is it? Vladislav. Vladislav. Vladislav Golden. He's a fucking monster. Um, but yeah, they, they dismantled Tennessee. Wasn't even a close game from start to finish. Um, Gonzaga knocked out UCLA. And it's it's all this is like a UCLA versus Gonzaga is always gonna be a thing. It's it's just it's never not. And they're always gonna be like they're they're always gonna be classics. They they knock each other out in the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight. I think they they met in the final four one year. Um yeah, it's just the classic Gonzaga, what the just the West Coast matchup. It, it's beautiful. Yeah, no, this this lived up exactly to what the hype we were talking about the, the episode, our last episode. Yeah, uh, and it was kind of like the tale of two halves. Like you, UCLA dominated the first half, Gonzaga dominated the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Drew Drew Timmy with the uh, thirty six points, uh, thirteen boards, um, and yeah, and then at the ending was just unreal. That was, was that was insane. It was wild. Yeah, because uh, what was it? Amari Bailey goes up with the three to get uh, put UCLA up 76-75 uh, with 12.4 seconds, and then Julian Strother uh, comes from the uh, comes in from the S on the logo and drops it in. That's this is what we love about March Madness. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, the Drew Timmy has still has one more year of eligibility. I know, right? <laughs> just, I'm just putting that out there. I mean, if you, Drew, we got a brand new great coach in Mac, my man. Mm, you should think about LSU, bub. <laughs> Maybe get some uh, warmer weather. A little warmer weather might help with your pasty ass fucking Irish skin. You know, get you some, <laughs> get you some sun. Yeah. Then we'll get rid of that mustache. Um, 
Friday, Friday was blowouts. That that kind of sucked. There was it was just it was all blowouts. Um, Bama was a giant disappointment. Nate Oates did a horrible job coaching that that team that team in the second half. Like, well, I, can he cash those timeouts in? Like, did, can you bet on how many how many timeouts a team's gonna have left over after the game? Because <laughs> did, did Nate Oates did it, did Nate Oates you know bet that they would have two timeouts left over after the game was over? I mean, what are you doing? Like carrying it over to next season? Yeah, I mean, you saving them for something? I like, I, biggest disappointment of the tournament. Oh, for sure. And like, I, I'm glad I bet on them because I I completely jinxed this team. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I this 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 team would have gone to the national championship had it not been for me. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. The, the betting gods just saw that you bet that, and yeah. Totally went against you on it, but it also doesn't help when you go three of twenty-seven for three-point at the three-point line, which is your bread and butter. Been uh, all year, three of twenty-seven, dude. That, yeah. they, it's like they couldn't make a shot. It was like they, they forgot how to shoot the basketball. Yeah, to put it into percentage, it's eleven point one percent and eleven point one. Which I mean, like I said, was their bread and butter all year. Yeah, but uh, you got to realize, as NATO, you got to realize that hey, this isn't working. Let's adjust. Yes, yes. I, I don't think – the comments that he made in the press conference after the game basically show that he was more of a, like, well, it wasn't broke during the year. Why fix it? And you, you have to be able to make some adjustments. All the best coaches make adjustments in the tournament. That's just a fact. Exactly. Maybe you should start listening to Nick Saban instead of well, – didn't they have beef or something? <laughs> they, well, let's put it this way. Uh, Saban, when he did his press conference about announcing uh, somebody that he suspended for an off-the-field issue, um, he made a reference. Oh, uh, I forgot. Particularly, it was a passive-aggressive shot at NATO. At NATO, yes. love it. Yep. Yeah, you love to see Bama just, just kind of just it, just blowing themselves to bits. Yeah, tearing it's, themselves within. Yeah, exactly. That's how Rome fell. Rome fell by being torn apart from within. It was oh, all so the, the dynasty's over. Dynasty's fucking over. Yeah, <laughs> Alabama fans, you better just you better watch it. Football and ba- and uh, basketball are all going down the shitter. Um, especially because I'm just gonna put futures on y'all every single year now. I, I figured it out. I'm just gonna okay. bet a lot of money on Bama sports every single year to win the national championship. I'm just. And they're not going to win. That's a genius idea. How have we not thought of this sooner? I don't know. I, I like. I just thought of this earlier today as I was making my notes. I'm like, I don't understand why I have not bet on Aunt Alabama every single year. Yeah. I, it's that easy. I, I, <laughs> anyways, ju- the biggest disappointment of the tournament, I believe, I think that's a bigger disappointment than Purdue losing to FDU. I, I think that, like, you had the entire bracket to that that. That well, they were in the eastern region or, or southern region, whatever region they were in, mm-hmm. they had it to themselves. It's oh, a yeah. gigantic, colossal disappointment from Nate Oates and that Alabama team. Yeah. You have the number one, you're the number one seed in the entire tournament. You have the number one player in the entire college basketball, and you don't get out of your bracket. It's a fail. It's a fail. Yeah, you, fail. You, you failed. You yep. have an F, Bama. You suck. Off with his head. Yes, there you, you know, go. Anytime, anytime the coach is in the hot seat, we're just going to go Alice in Wonder, uh, Wonderland style. Just off with his head. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Painting the roses red. 
Um, Houston was never in that game. That was another big disappointment. It was like the second half you thought like, okay, their physicality and their toughness is going to kick in. No, 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 no. Houston just, they, they just kind of like rolled over and just laid down. Yeah. They, they didn't put up any fight. Nothing they did was working. And they, they just, I don't know. Nothing happened. I was so disappointed in both these teams. Houston and Bama. Yeah. No, um, he Houston had similar stats as well. Uh, you know, 29% from the three-point line, uh, 9 of 31. They kind of have, like, similar styles, which is very up-tempo offense, which, honestly, if you actually take a look at the past history of, like, champions, they typically have a slower tempo of pace on average. Really? Yeah. So the, the fast-paced guys are not the— uh not the ones to bet on. They're, they're not the ones that make it to the championship or and win it all. Mm. Um, hmm. What was it? I think there was only one team that was a top. Uh, there's two teams that was a top 100. One team that was a top 60. Which North Carolina, when they won it, they were uh, they were 60. Top 60 what? Um, in pace, in tempo. Oh, in, in, te- in tempo. Yes. Um, everybody else is like 100 and beyond. Mm, and you, most of them were like 200s. Did you figure it out? Did you figure? Well, okay. Actually, we'll we'll get to this when we get to the Final Four preview. But you can't the 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 NIL deals the and the transfer portal. This is completely fucked college basketball. You you'd be better off. I think you'd be better off closing your eyes and actually picking. I know we say that every single year, but I actually truly honestly believe that if you close your eyes and pick the play the teams, you'll do a better job than if you do it and actually try and you know calculate who's gonna win. Look at stats. Actually, analyze the matchups. You actually have a better shot at just closing your eyes and picking. Yeah, like you said, with the transfer portal, if we didn't have a perfect bracket now, which I mean, I guess we had that one perfect bracket before, um, but that's still up. The jury's out on that. I don't one think there was, was a no, written. I, it was a written. Yeah, one. no, 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 that was not a perfect bracket. So you can't you can't have a, a perfect written bracket. No, sorry. But we're not, yeah, we're if we didn't have one stupid. at this point, we're not. We're never gonna have one with the transfer portal. Yeah, it's it's completely fucked it all up. And honestly, I'll be I'll be quite honest. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna look at this from a different angle um, next year, and it might be it might it might roll. It might, it might I don't know. I might have an advantage here. Okay. I might have an advantage. I won't, but I might. Well, if you just do yourself a favor and bet on all the teams that you want to lose. Um, like bet on them it's winning. It's a win-win. Then you then you can accurately predict the whole tournament. Yeah, oh, that's true. But it's a win-win because all the teams I want to lose, I'll bet on, and they'll actually lose. Yeah. So basically, what you just need is you need Warren Buffett to do a one one million dollar bracket again challenge, and then you bet on all the teams that you think are going to that you want to or bet on them to win. And then pick your bracket the opposite of that. Well, and no, then... you're going to have to pick that bracket. Because <laughs> it won't work if I do that. If you won't work if you it, do it. it. Yeah, okay. it just doesn't work that way. Um, all right, let's see. Princeton run, Princeton's run comes to an end against Creighton. Um, Mr. McDermott. Coach, he, I mean, it was a fine game. It was pretty much how you expected it would go. I, I was hoping Princeton would, uh, would, you know, maybe pull out some miracle, but... You know, make it a close game. Make too. it a close yep. game, but no, they good for you, you little white boys from Jersey. Congratulations. Texas looked really good against Xavier. 
Actually, it's I'm sorry, it's pronounced Xavier. 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 Texas looked really good against Xavier. I thought they were going to make it to the Final Four. I... I don't know. <laughs> no, big shout out to Rodney Taylor though. Um, took the team to the lead eight. Uh, actually, got his interim uh, label got removed. Mm. Got himself a five year contract. Wow. Yeah. So he's going to be coaching. He's going to be the head coach at uh, Texas. Wow. I mean, he did a hell of a job. I mean, he did. But I can guarantee you, I know myself is included in this. Everyone in the SEC is going to is, is just just. Not wanting to play Ole Miss, I don't. I like. I do not want to play Ole Miss at all. Uh, when with Chris Beard, Chris in town. Beard at like this is this is what his team does after what two years there. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's what his team looks like after two years. Now, granted, it is a major college program in Texas, but Texas isn't known for basketball. Yeah, they, no, they're not. They had they had Lamarcus Aldridge and Kevin Durant those those couple of years early on. That's it. They have never won a national championship. Sure. Well, they always had Rick Barnes. Well, they, who, so that's <laughs> my point. They, they're not a. They're not a. Well, Rick Barnes wasn't going to win at they're, all, they're, but he was going to get them to the tournament. They're every not year. a basketball school. They they they're a football school. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they did look good. Again, everybody in the SEC is not looking forward to playing uh, Ole Miss. Um. Anything else on the Friday games? Sean Miller has not gotten past the uh, gotten past the Elite Eight. Ever? Ever. Wow. Even with, uh, oh shit, where was he at? Arizona. Arizona. Really? Yeah. I could have sworn they gotten past, they got into the final four. Nope. Interesting. All right, Saturday games. Um, These were a little bit, well, one of them was better. <laughs> the other one was a blowout. Um, FAU versus Kansas State. Great fucking game. Good game. Good game. It was a good game. Um, again, Vladislav Golden is a fucking animal. Yeah. Fucking animal. I'm excited to watch them. Uh, we got two South Florida teams. Two South Florida teams. South Florida. South Florida. Um, somebody needs to check in on Gonzaga. I think they are. They might actually be dead. They might be dead? I think UConn might have killed them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was pretty damn bad. Yeah. I, I I don't know what was I don't know what went on that game. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I kind of just saw a little bit of highlights. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was like semi close in the first half, and then they and UConn just pulled away, and like Gonzaga couldn't just they couldn't buy a bucket type of thing, and it was just one of those things they got. They were they were out coached and out and out talented, you know. Yeah, ran out of talent. But, <laughs> they ran out of talent. So yeah, no, it's in. The thing is, is like Mark Few is he's got some crazy stats. So he's been at he's been at Gonzaga for twenty four seasons, minus the the season for COVID. He's made the he's made the tournament every single year at Gonzaga. He, he coached Adam Morrison back in the day, right? Yep. Okay. He's been there since ninety eight. Ninety eight. Got gotcha. So he's been there every single year. He's only been second in the in his conference twice. Every single other time he's been first. And like so he's been like pretty consistent, but the thing is he's never won a national championship. He's made it twice. He's made it there, yeah. So like I don't know. His team's just they just he's got he has to put, do more with less. A lot of times, you know? I mean, he's no, got he, some he, talent he sometimes. Is, he is doing more with less. It's yeah. just, 
join a bigger conference, man. Get in the Pac-12 Pac or something. Like, I'm, I'm very surprised somebody hasn't poached him or tried to poach him. I th- I'm sure somebody has tried. Yeah. I think he. I think Marfu just like loves being the underdog. Okay. And that has nothing to do with the mascot. He just loves. He loves like that. He's like a video gamer. Like he just loves that game that he absolutely dominates and doesn't switch over to like another game, um, because he just loves the dominance that he has in this one game. Well, it's like you with NCAA. Yeah, NCAA. When I play NCAA, I'll just make this. You know, I'll I'll take this like lower lower tier team and make them into a national championship, and then like I'll just stay on that team without like you know and not switch my other team. Or just dominate the whole NCAA game and just yeah. never switch. So he's Mark Fuse is playing a a, a video game with yes. Gonzaga. Okay, yes. twenty four years, twenty five years, twenty four, twenty four. Okay, shit, that's a long time. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, that's <sighs> Florida FAU Kansas State game was good. UConn Gonzaga blowout. Sunday games. We got to talk about San Diego State versus Creighton. You gotta let the guy. You gotta let the kids play. That that foul at the end. It was a great game. That was just. It, it was terrorized by an end. A terrible ending. I think. This is just my opinion. I think that if he doesn't extend that arm, I don't think that ref calls the uh, calls the foul. Why not? I, I think it could be the same contact, but I don't think if he if he extends that arm, if he doesn't extend that arm, I don't think it looks as dramatic of a fall, or he the player can't make it look as dramatic as a fall, and he gets away with a, a no call there. You talking about the Creighton guy grabbing onto the dude's waist? Yes. I if you notice he he extends the arm. It's not much, but he extends it just a little bit. After he releases the ball, so this doesn't really. Inf- I, I don't. I didn't think it really affected the ball very much. But oh, you're talking about after he released. It. After he released what the they, ball, what they called it was they called it. He was pulling down on the player, so it was technically it was technically the right call, but it was also technically the wrong call. And here, here's why it's the wrong call because if you're if you're not calling that all game, then that's not a call. Okay, that you got you have to be consistent with the way the game has been been called mm-hmm. that would been officiated if you're not calling those those um fouls the entire game then that's not a foul the yep. you 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 control the tempo and the pace of the game by what you're calling so you create this style of play and then when you go to, to you finally go to change it at the last second of the game no you can't do that 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 was a bad call and i don't even think it would be the right call like if you go and dive into the rule book yeah that might be the right fucking te- technically the right call but no in that game that was a bad call that was not the right call you don't you don't you don't do that you don't nitpick in the last couple of minutes of the game we've yep. seen it two, time and time again yep it's it's, ab- it's it's aggravating it's very agitating i didn't and no yeah i this isn't coming from bias i didn't bet on Crichton or anything like that I just uh, it just irks me. It irks me. Um, yeah, because you hate to see a game decided by the refs. And it's such a good game, such a great it game. It was such a good game. I was so angry. Um, the Miami Texas game. Uh, Miami's good, good. Jim, Jim. I, I'm not Laranga, Larangata, Laranga. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's, it's spelled uh, L A R R A. In with that crazy swiggly line on top of it, A G A. Jim. So, Jim. 
I think he's the coach of the tournament. Um, he's uh, – dude, d- d- let's just listen to his, his stats at Miami. He started in 2011. He's responsible for four of the five Sweet 16 appearances of Miami. He's um, responsible for both of the Elite Eight appearances this year and last year. He's responsible, obviously, for their only Final Four appearance. He is four of seven in the second-round appearance. So he's four, responsible for four of the seven second-round appearances, a round of 32. And he has led Miami to half their, their tournament appearances. Half. <laughs> There's six. They, they've been to the tournament 12 times. He's led them to half of them. Um, they, he's, he was coaching them whenever they won their only conference championship, too, in 2013. Yep. This guy has, has has basically took Miami basketball, which we I know we were talking about this um, the other day. I would have thought that Miami had been to the Final Four just because they're a major college. Yeah, but I guess like you said, they're not a basketball school. It just it haven't been a basketball school. Been a baseball school. Baseball school. They've been they, a base- they were a very good baseball school in the nineties. Yep, um, and then also. Well, I was going to say, and then football, obviously, and they have some other sports, but yeah, I, basketball just hasn't been, hasn't been their sport. Weird. But well, maybe, uh, maybe Mr. Uh, Mr. Jim here, Jimmy. Yep. He's been turning that around. I mean, he's got a great, like, how, how long do you think it takes before a blue blood picks him up? I, you got to see which, which blue blood opens up first. Um, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky's going to open up. Yeah, but the only issue about him is is his age. So like you're not. Oh, he is like seventy three years old. Yeah, huh? you're not gonna make a long term investment on him. True. So like, yeah, he might I'd, just finish out his career in Miami. He's building something. Yep. Hell, and he, if he wins this year, he I, they, Miami just might empty the bank for him. Oh yeah, they might might as well. So yeah, Miami's good. Good. Um, it was a good game. Uh, they. Miami kind of led the whole time. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry, Texas led. Texas, Texas get, led the whole time. I was just about to say they the were second half, and then Miami went on like a 14 and and two run. They had a, thir- a 13 point deficit. They had to come back from. Yeah, that's and they, right. They came back without making a three in the second half. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, they were down 13, um, and they didn't make a single tray. It was all like. Within the three-point line, and yep. a lot of it was in the paint. They just dominated Texas in the paint. Talk about fundamentals. Jim. Jim boy. Jim. <laughs> Good old Jim. This is – I, I kind of want Miami to win it all. Honestly, I'm probably – actually, let's get to the Final Four. This is a good segue. Okay. Um, we're we're going to – it's San Diego State versus FAU, Miami versus UConn. I don't think they want both South Florida teams there. They It can't be FAU versus Miami. They, they like the NCAA just won't allow it because that Why would not? just because I, it, I'm here I'm putting my ratings cap on yeah my ratings That's cap is on the ratings would be shit if it's FAU versus Miami the ratings would be shit you think the rest of the country is gonna tune out they're tuned they're they're done it's just gonna be a bunch of Florida people yes that's okay. all it's it and honestly I would love I would rather watch the fans watch the game yes than watch the game. Yeah, if I'm like Florida people are just the craziest people of all time. Well, half of them would be shirtless. Yes, and probably have pet alligators. Yes, with their babies. Mm-hmm. They would probably nurse the pet alligators with their babies. Interesting, but they, yeah, they do a lot of bath salts. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't think it's going to be FAU versus Miami. I think they'll figure out a way to to um, make sure that doesn't happen. I would like, 
I would like a San Diego State versus a UConn or a San Diego State versus a uh, Miami. I think I think FAU, while the story is cool, and FAU versus UConn, FAU versus Miami, I don't like either one of those. Yeah. You know um, what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess, though, they're, they're the little guy. They're the underdog type of story. But, um, yeah, I, I, I guess San Diego State might be a better – might be a bit, might be a better game, might be a better name headline. Let's put it that way. Um, they they are favored by two right now, and the over under for that game is one thirty one and a half. Low, low, very low under uh, over under. I think honestly, and I'm I'm kind of right there with it. I think the nerves are going to be will be there. I think this is going to be a physical game. I think both teams are very physical. So honestly, I would have to pick the under on that one. Both teams first time in the Final Four, too. So yep. um, I have no no clue what to make of this game. I don't really know what's going to happen. Um, the <clears throat> Both teams, they, I, like you said, I think the under is going to hit. I think there's going to be a lot of very conservative basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's just whoever scores the more points at the end of the game is going to win. Is that is that your prediction? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's that's. I don't have a clue what's going to happen in this let's, game. Let's see how that pans out. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. It would be nice to see an upset, but I think as far as my selfish, me selfishly, I would like San Diego State to win this. I don't know what you think about the game, but I have no clue. I just want to see a good matchup. Um. Oh, that's so boring. I know. I know. It's boring, but. I wouldn't mind seeing Florida Atlantic. I know as far as like the ratings go for the championship game, yada yada yada. Uh, you know, when's the last time we really had like a real underdog, like little school? I mean, what would you have to say, Butler in Florida, the championship game? In the championship, yeah, because Florida Gulf Coast didn't go, but yeah, Butler Butler went. Yeah, so like a small school like that, I would. You know, that's the last time we've had really something like you know. Um, to the size of Florida Atlantic, so I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing them go, but I don't know. I think San Diego State's got the advantage on that one. Uh, Miami UConn, this is the one I can't wait for. I think yeah. this is going to be a great fucking game. Both coaches very good. Um, the, I think there's some star power too with Hawkins versus Wong. Yep, yep. Um, I wish this is the this is the matchup I wish I could have seen in the uh, in the championship game. Yeah, this is what I would have. Uh, um, this is what I would have picked. I, they're fairly evenly matched. I think UConn has the the slight advantage. Not they have an advantage on the boards. Now down low, they'll UConn will definitely have an advantage. I I'm gonna pick UConn to win this one. Although even though I I love uh, Jim, I'm I, I, let me just specify this is my betting brain betting on UConn. My I want to see something fucking crazy game brain. That's uh that's Miami. Like Miami San Diego State, that would be a great matchup. I would love that. I would also like UConn and San Diego State, but I think Miami San Diego State would probably be the most fun. I also, like I said, I'm betting UConn. Yeah, no, UConn's got a really good coach in Dan Hurley. He's done some really good things to turn that program around, and he's also a legacy. His dad used to be a very good, good coach. His brother coaches too. Yeah, and his brother coaches too. So he comes from a kind of a legacy family. But I, um, I do think UConn minus five and a half is a little high. It is a little high. I honestly, I stayed away from that one. I actually press very hard on the under which is a 149 yeah i know both teams are going to score but like 
it's the final four. They're, they're going to be – the intensity is going to be there. The nerves are going to be there. You know, I, I think I think the defense will win on that one. I'd mm-hmm. slam the under on that one. Slam the under? I, I think I would pick the over. But, um, I, <clears throat> like I said, betting UConn. What are you betting? I I went I I went UConn, but as far as if I was to bet the spread, I would go I would go with the uh, give Miami five and a half. Yeah, I I think I would go I think I would bet the um, Miami plus five and a half as well. I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, <clears throat> so UConn versus San Diego State, I guess, is what we both got. Yeah, or do you you have Florida Atlantic? Give me Florida Atlantic. Okay, so UConn versus Florida Atlantic and UConn versus San Diego State. I think UConn takes it all. Yeah, I think, I, I think UConn will e- take it. Either way, I think the winner of the Miami versus UConn game is going to win it all. Yeah. That's probably what's going to – and I think it's going to be UConn. So, yep. I'm pretty pumped. I, mm-hmm. I I can't wait for both of these games. You got a couple of decent storylines. It's not like you got any blue bloods. I guess UConn, you might th- say, is kind of mm-hmm. – they're, they're experienced. They've been there. Um, they're, an old, they're an old blue blood. Old blue blood, yeah. Well, I don't know. They, they've been pretty good the last 24 years, so – um, yeah, you got anything else? Uh, that's about it. All right. Well, uh, next week we will definitely recap the <clears throat> the Final Four in the championship game. Let's get on to OT Dish. On this day in sports history, I will, uh, I'll start. In, on this date in 1931, John McGraw says, Night baseball will not catch on. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know who John McGraw is, but... He might have the brain the size of a mouse. Do you think that was maybe the first worst take of all time? That he might have started bad takes. Bad takes, yeah. He's he he originated the bad take. Yeah. John McGraw. Fuck whatever else he says because he's the originator of the bad take. That's we, that I, I learned from him. We could probably just start like uh um uh, term um uh, you know terming that as the as the thing of a worst take. Like, oh, dude, don't McGraw it. You McGraw it. Yeah. I McGraw everything. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, especially, well, sped, uh, you know, betting advice. Yeah, yeah. You McGraw the betting advice all uh, the time. Ooh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. All right, So cool. we just made it into a verb. Verb, yeah, McGrawing. Um, all right, what you got? All right, on this day in 1939, this is also kind of going into what we've been talking about today, a little bit of the theme of the episode. First NCAA men's basketball championship was today. The University of Oregon beats Ohio State 46 to 33. Definitely ni- an unders game. Yeah, in 1939. I wonder what the over-unders would have been like in those days. <laughs> I mean, that that's like 70. <laughs> over-under set at 55. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> overhits <laughs> surprisingly surprisingly overhits um yeah it's in 1939 that was the first uh the first championship good for uh who oregon yeah, yeah oregon uh but osu had the most outstanding player of the tournament jimmy hall jimmy hall they probably did the oh of the tournament so yeah. it probably wasn't just that game i was about yeah. to say why they, they why wouldn't you give it to an oregon player but yeah um in 2007, NFL owners voted 30 to 2 to make the video replay system a permanent officiating tool. 2007. Yeah, that's a little later than I thought. I figured they would have used that earlier. Don't you think or, or do you think that's about right? 
Um, I thought they were using video official video replay way before that, and I thought it was official, like, late 90s. You know what? 2007 kind of reminds me, maybe that was about the time cell phones got really popular, so people were probably recording the games and being like, and that's when they were starting to post stuff on Facebook or MySpace. That's and was true. Like, and then pointing out like, uh, oh, dude, that was a mistake. So now they had to counteract and be like, okay, hey, we need to do our video of our own. That's true because YouTube was really catching ground. That was back in that was back for when uh, my new haircut was out. Yes. Um, the the rapist in Lincoln Park. Yeah, that was uh, that was a good one. What was another one? The uh, who all seen the leprechaun say yeah? Yep, yep. Yeah, oh, back in the the baby days of YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, you actually got a good point. They probably people were just like looking around, like, hey, found this video on YouTube. Look, they missed the call. Yeah. It was bad. Because when the NFL starts looking bad, that's whenever they make start making changes. You know, right? And whenever, yeah, yeah, true. Um, what's your next one? All right, in nineteen ninety eight. The Chicago Bulls versus Atlanta Hawks matchup at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta draws a crowd of 62,046, largest of any game in NBA history at that time. Bulls win, 89-74. 98, who was on that Atlanta team? I'm, I'm kind of curious, too. That was, the, that was the Bulls' last championship with Jordan and Pippen and all them. Yep. I wonder who was that on the Atlanta team. I don't remember. It's a good question, Yeah, but... Um. <clears throat> nice. That's a got big, some that's, homework for everybody. You know. Yeah, that's a big crowd. You can go check it out. Good deal. Um. Okay, we're gonna add in a on this day in history, so it does, not sports related. In, on this date in 47 BC, all the way back to BC. Ooh. Cleopatra was reinstated as queen of Egypt. One of my favorite little fun facts is that we are closer. In history to Cleopatra than she was to the pyramids. So the pyramids, so when Cleopatra was born, the pyramids had been built 2,500 years prior to Cleopatra. Wow. And we are, I'd say, a little over 2,000 years after Cleopatra. So, yes, we are closer to Cleopatra than she was the, the pyramids. Which is weird to think about because you'd think that like Cleopatra was like she would probably help build the pyramids. Yeah, something like that. In my brain, she helped them. But no, when she was when during her reign in Egypt, they had like basically like we have today. They had thousands and thousands of people of tourists come in and look at the pyramids, like mm. just to check it out, <laughs> like just hang out and look at the pyramids. So yeah, a little fun fact for you. Wow, those pyramids are old, old as fuck. That's why it's like it, the aliens fucking built those things. It's yeah. to, I read I read a bunch of details about those pyramids and there's just like the way they're aligned like to the 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 tenth of a degree pointing like due north. I don't know the details, but like if you read about them, there's just absolutely no way that 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 old Neanderthals could fucking build that shit. No, they did not. They didn't have the technology. No, they did not. Absolutely not. You need spaceships to fucking build that shit. Hence, We're, aliens. Yes. What do you got? All right. I actually went with a birthday on this one. Birthday. So this is the 60th birthday of American director and screenwriter Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah. Of, from Knoxville, Tennessee. Weird guy, but hey, he makes banging-ass movies. He makes some He makes some interesting and banging-ass movies. He's got a giant foot fetish. 
Yes, yes. There's always a foot. There. There's always a foot something in I, his movies. Yes. I, I figured that was very, very apparent in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a oh, – I can't remember the vampire movie that he played in, but he wrote – or he kind of – he had some – he didn't write it, but he had some influence in the movie. I can't – oh, man, for the life of me, I can't remember what this – Dawn of the Dead or something like that. Mm-hmm. And – um, he wrote it to where, like, a stripper puts her foot in his mouth. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So. Well, he's about to do his 10th movie and uh, final movie, isn't he? Oh, he said his eighth, his seventh movie was, or, yeah, his seventh movie was his final, or his eighth movie. The Hateful Eight or whatever it was. Oh, uh, yeah. He said that was going to be his final movie. No, he's going to keep making movies. He's addicted to making movies. Okay. His, he, he. The, the great thing about Quentin Tarantino movies is his giant, enormous attention to detail. Yep. It is absolutely insane. If you watch Inglorious Bastards, there's so many different things. That there's so many scenes where you could just tell. he like His attention to detail is impeccable. Whenever um, – God, I can't remember the name. But whenever they're counting with their fingers, mm-hmm. the German – notices that he counts the american counts with his pointer finger first instead of the thumb which is custom in in europe yep that's how he figures out he's american unreal yeah it's 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 wild great 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 director yeah um all right if you got if that's it you if that's all you got we'll move on to the nba mhm the east is pretty much set i there's yeah the bulls are going to be the last play in team um i don't think the pacers or anybody else is going to catch them now the fucking West. The um, fourth and twelfth seed is still separated by four by four games. Wild. And somehow Denver still hasn't clinched. <laughs> I, I was trying to look into that because Denver and both Denver and the uh, Memphis Grizzlies both are clinched divisions. Does that mean I, I don't know? I'm not familiar with the ESPN layout or anything, but that, does that does that mean they still haven't pl- clinched the playoffs? The just like we talked about last week, I don't think the divisions matter anymore. It doesn't; they don't matter at all. Yeah, but is that just like they're like, oh, they've already clinched the playoffs, but they also clinched their division type of thing? I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. I, it doesn't it makes no fucking sense. Um, Just somebody, somebody explain it. They are kind of hobbling into the playoffs, if I'm being honest. Like they, they're on like their their last ten. They're either like four and six or five and five. Um, not the best uh, away team. They're about five hundred. They're nineteen and eighteen away, but their home record's thirty one and six. So they better clinch on to that number one seed. Yes, they need the home field advantage for sure. Um, Let's see. The Mavericks got the cancer. I I, I, will, I will say this. Okay, this is gonna be this is big. This is big because I, I I was we were fighting and arguing over this for a for a while. Yes, you can be a cancer and still have won a championship. LeBron James was the chemo and the radiation that made it dormant or whatever you call cancer that goes away for a little bit. He came back and he destroyed a competitive franchise all within like two weeks. Yeah, Kyrie. Kyrie. Sorry, sorry. yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. It, it's just, I mean, what is it? They're they on a four-game losing streak. I think they just won tonight, though, which may, may have broke that. Well, they, they were uh, they were playing Indiana, though, so yeah. that doesn't really And count. then they've been three and seven in the last ten games. Ugh. And, and they're just, they're not having fun. They're not having fun. 
out there. No, Luca. Luca said it. He he said it best. They're, they're, he's just not having any fun. He's not smiling. You know, he's not having fun. So he only smiles whenever the ref blows a call. That's it. <laughs> and it's one of those little just prick smiles too. Yeah, that's it's it. it's like <laughs> you missed a call. Mm-hmm. It's I hate it. I hate it. Um. So yeah, you were right. Kyrie is a cancer. Big time cancer in the locker room destroys destroys franchises and it doesn't take long. How it, when, when are people going to realize that you just because you got talent doesn't mean you're going to be good for a team? I, the whole team just looks dysfunctional now. That, you right? know? They look it's, lost. Yeah, because it, it it went from a team that was like Luca and supporting cast to like Luca and Kyrie, but nobody else. It also it's like they they lost their identity. Mm-hmm. They 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 traded away. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, they traded in one other guy. I can't remember right now off the top of my head. But they traded away. Those are like core role players that are very, very talented um, and know their know their part. Now they just they they don't look like they they forgot. They look like they forgot how to play basketball together. Yeah, it looks weird. Um, <clears throat> we need <clears throat> we need a Golden State versus Memphis matchup in the playoffs. <laughs> yes, we have to have this. this yes. Is, this has got to be a thing. I, I like. We need to like somehow, like, maneuver it to where Golden State gets in the playing game and they get the seventh seed. So they have to play number two Memphis. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how else to do. How, how else to? It has to be done. And what, what are you gonna say? I was gonna say like if the NBA wants to set a, a record for ratings, TV ratings on a you know a particular matchup or series, NBA series in the playoffs, that's it. They have to. They have to. One hundred percent. And honestly, dude, here's my. Uh, I would be completely entertained if they just did this. If they both meet in the playoffs, just have Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks, Brooks bare knuckle box each other for seven rounds, and whoever wins, that team moves on. Either that or Clay Thompson. Throw, I mean, shoot, like throw, throw like uh, Clay Thompson in there too. That's him true. and Dylan Brooks have had beef. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's fun. It's gonna be fun if they play each other. Uh, dude, throw in Looney in there too. Looney and Jaron Jackson Jr. can fight. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's just have all both teams just brawl. Mm-hmm. Just brawl for like seven minutes or something, and whoever whoever has the most pe- teammates left standing wins. Yeah. So has Dylan Brooks overtaken the title of villain of the NBA from you know either Draymond or uh, Pat Bev? I don't know because Pat Bev really like upped his game with the uh, the LeBron James, the little thing. <laughs> the small man, little boy, <laughs> LeBron James. <laughs> he he is no longer six foot nine or whatever the fuck he was. He is a little boy now. Pat uh, Bev. Straight up said it. I love how he didn't take long to be completely against LeBron. Like, you know, it, it did not take – it's not like, oh, yeah, hey, we used to be teammates. You know, we're still cool and everything. It's like, no, you're done. You're cut off. I, I, I think the moment he stepped into Chicago, he circled those two days because the Lakers, they play each other back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And they, they – um, yeah, I think he circled those two dates, and he just wants LeBron. I love – is this why I love Pat Bev? Yeah, he's this is amazing. They're amazing. Yeah, but I Dylan Brooks, I don't, he's not. He's he's just a shit talker. He's not funny. Like Draymond Green, he's kind of funny. He's in Pat Bev is hilarious. I think Dylan Brooks just needs to need some comedy. He needs to find some comedy. Yeah, because he what was it? He he went to shoot Theo Pinson of uh, Dallas and called him a, a cheerleader. He's like a cheerleader and. 
Theo actually had the better response. He was like, I'm, I own a lot of real estate. <laughs> so, you know, that, that, see, that was funny. But, like, Dylan was like, okay, that's weird. He's just calling him a cheerleader or whatever. Yeah, I – it, it's it's all just kind of weird, and I feel like it came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. You know, it was just like I guess they played him each other, and they got mad at each other. Like Dylan Brooks, bro, this is there's tons of shit talkers in the NBA, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> yeah, I know Draymond Green's face looks weird, but like, and he had he's a mouth breather. He has his mouth open all the time, but like, come on, that guy, you he's notorious for fucking shit talking. That you don't that that's that's the guy you're going to succumb to. That's the guy who's going to break you. Just be funny about it now. Yep. Let's let, give us something to talk about. Because like if you're going to shit talk like that, it's just going to make you look bad if you keep just if you keep embarrassing yourself. Calling people cheerleader, come on, man. Yeah, that's bush league. That's what I did in in eighth grade. Yep. So factor cap. All NBA defenders or all villains are NBA defenders. Um, Pat Bev, Lance Stevenson. That's true. Draymond Green. Mm, it just kind of right, goes right. with it. Are you talking about like history? Just say just overall in history, like oh, NBA villains um, have typically been typically been defenders. But Reggie Miller was the best, one of the best shit talkers of all time, and he was one of the most prolific three point shooters. So it's um, maybe shifted a little bit because Larry Bird used to be a shit talker too. Okay, there might be a shift. Like the, the back in the eighties and nineties, it was the offensive players. Now we've had an adjustment period in the two thousands. Now the way at the teens and the twenties. It's defenders that are the shit talkers. That is a big shit tell. Here's hmm. the big villains of the NBA. I'd say fact. I'd go fact with that. Okay. Uh, like, I, uh, I'd i have to do some more research and I'd have to think about it a little more. But, yeah, I, I like it. Mm. Michael Jordan was, I mean, he was notorious for shit talking. He was one of the best at it. He was kind of notorious for everything. But he, I, I think it, it wasn't like he was shit talking. It was more like he would just like set challenges for him, new challenges for himself. Like mm-hmm. he was unintentionally shit talking. Yeah. He was like trying to like pump himself up in his head and it would just come out like a shit talk. Like I, I challenge you and this is how I'm going to beat you. And the guy's like, Whoa, dude, I don't, I just, I just work here. <laughs> yeah. I just you know, work here. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know why you're shit talking me. Why are you trying to play me in a game of dice right now? I, I'm trying to, trying to do paperwork. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> let's see. Golden State versus Memphis matchup we need. Uh, oh, dude. <laughs> speaking about speaking of LeBron James, um, you were completely correct on the LeBron James injury. Yes. Um, apparently he's superhuman. Uh, his foot hit his foot healed way faster than the doctors had ever seen from a human. Yes. Um, which Dennis Schroeder actually hinted that it was a German doctor that he went and saw. Or, as LeBron James likes to call it, uh, Dr. LeBron James of feet. Oh, okay. So, I don't know what's going on, but all I have pictured is basically like the German, uh, you know, scientist from Captain America, you know, drawing up some sort of concoction that, you know, miraculously healed LeBron James' foot. So, yet again, he can brag about how he came back from an injury a lot sooner than expected. Gotcha. I think he, he used the same doctor as Big Ben. Him and Ben, okay. Roth- him and Ben Roethlisberger go to the same foot doctor. Okay, because you know, but Big Ben, he was, 
He, he's the OG. Now, I was about to say, that's a little throwback there. <laughs> he's the OG of injuries, and I think that LeBron James learned from the best. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's he he's got the best resources. You know this. He's got Big Ben on speed dial. Mm-hmm. So he just he calls up Big Ben. He's like, yo, yo, got foot problems. You got me? Big Ben's like, I got you, bro. I've been to, like, seven foot doctors. I got the best one. Yep. And they inject him with that magic potion you were talking about, and boom, he looks like he's superhuman. So you were right. He he definitely milked it, and he prepped the milking too. He prepped the milking. He prepped he prepped the milking, and now he's just relishing in the oh look at me I'm I I, I can beat injuries. In LeBron James's mind, he's undefeated in injuries. Yes, yes, it is. It's he's like fifty and zero against yep. injuries. Fifty and zero, and we don't even know half of them. No, we don't. They'll come out. He'll have a documentary come out in like ten years, and then we'll figure out all the injuries that this man played through. And he'll just be the most miraculous human being on the face of the earth, much less the NBA. I have no doubt in my mind that he's got a website somewhere that has all the data that you know of like you know potential time out and what time he came back. Right. Yeah. He just got a terabyte of of just information. Yes. Just stored, ready to just release out onto the public. And just have us awe and ooh all over it. He's just waiting. He can't wait. Yeah, that that ten episode series can't come soon enough. It, oh, it's only ten. I mean, it, yeah, that's typically how it goes. You want to, but you also want to make sure you have you know room for extra seasons. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you got to leave a little cliffhanger at the end. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. We figured it out. Good deal. Um. Yeah. So LeBron one of one coming soon. Um. There'll be a couple of thirty for thirties on them if there hasn't been already. So yeah. LeBron James, superhuman. Um, let's see. Last thing I think I got is John Morant looked good in his come- comeback. Oh, well, he's on his redemption tour. Yes. So he. it looks like he's he beat his addiction to guns. I didn't see – I haven't seen any, any videos with guns at strip clubs since he went to rehab. So I think we're he, – let's – congratulations to Ja. He beat – his addiction to guns. Well, and that's the thing. T. T. Morant, his dad, actually announced it with his hoodie of redemption. Red, oh, redemption. So too. yeah, he he let everybody know that he's like, hey, you know, he's been redeemed. Oh, born again. Born again. Jesus got to him. Yes. Ah, oh, sprinkled the holy water. He's he's you know he and he's the advocate. He's the prophet. Baptized you know? in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Announcing the word. Yes. Good word. All oh, he is clean <laughs> of this vicious addiction to guns, <laughs> and not just any guns. Little pea shooters. They got to be small. Pellet guns. He's moved on to airsoft guns. That's what, like, the, so, like, his drug of choice was guns, and that's, like, a, you know, heroin addict. And then he just, he moved to, like, airsoft guns, and that's, like, heroin addict suboxone. Okay. That's what it is. Cool. Glad we figured it out. He, that dunk he had in his first game back, did you see that? It was, like, I one of the best. I actually hadn't had a chance to oh, see it. you gotta watch it. It's one of the best dunks of the year. It's unreal. It's, it's crazy. He goes up and brings the ball up and then goes around the defender's hand and then um, dunks it. And he floats in the air for like five seconds. Well, he was he was well rested. Yes, that's true. Yes, <laughs> it's amazing what detox can do to you. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, you got anything else in the NBA? <laughs> no, let's move on. All right. <laughs> um, all right, we got one quick thing about the NFL. Um, Lamar Jackson drama. Apparently, he requested a trade on March second, and it's just now coming out and being public knowledge. On the same day that John Harbaugh in a press conference said that we are confident 
Lamar Jackson will be our quarterback next year. Yeah, there seems to be some miscommunication. Some, but something's not getting relayed over. I think that I mean, did his fake agent say that? Actually, was that Ken Riley or something? Whatever. His yeah, name is? <laughs> his yeah, fake agent. His fake agent. That's great. Oh, oh, that was that was hilarious. That that was funny. But actually, no. He he sent a letter. He tweeted a letter out to his fans today. So he requested a trade on March second, but he tweeted out this information. Lamar Jackson tweeted out this information today. So why why is it coming out now? Why yeah why wait? Yeah, my theory is um, things are not going well for for Lamar. I think that he is kind of panicking right now. Okay. I, I the reason being is I think that the non exclusive franchise tag that they placed on him. This whole process has not been going the way he wants it to, mm-hmm. and so he's starting to panic. He's starting to tweet out shit he shouldn't be tweeting out, like um, turning down all that guaranteed money. Yep. He doesn't have any guidance or direction because he doesn't have a fucking agent. This is why players in ha- have had in in history have had agents. This is why famous people and people who make a lot of money have these people with them. This is to guide and direct them because you do what you're good at. In his case, he's good at playing football. You focus on playing football. Let the agent take care of the fucking politics and everything of this because he went to school for that. He knows what's going to happen. He knows the direction you should take. Yeah, I mean, business and football are two different things, and yeah, it's it's tough for because I mean the player the player is going to go one hundred percent himself in, you know, and but yeah, like you said, he, he just doesn't know. He might he might not just have like the whereabouts and the, like the knowledge to to make that case forward. And Lamar Jackson played hardball with the Ravens, and this is this is kind of how the product's going. He he's not he doesn't have skills in negotiating he doesn't realize that he he thinks he has the leverage but when he doesn't like yeah sure you're a very talented quarterback but like I said to a couple weeks ago you take away the Mark Andrews receptions I still haven't looked this up but you take away the Mark Andrews receptions and he doesn't his his passing's not great He's passing. You take away one good, that good tight end, and Mark Andrews is one of the best tight ends. So you go throw like maybe like apparently Atlanta has the best odds to get him now. Kyle Pitts is a decent, decent tight end, but who knows? Is he going to pan out like Mark Andrews did? Are they going to have a chemistry? Are they going to have a connection like Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson did? Yeah, I, I think you have a better chance with Drake London. But yeah, you make an excellent point. I mean, you got to. I mean, it's it I'm depends not, on how he's he's able to you know pair up with them. I'm not. I'm not really. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really excited that the Atlanta Falcons have the best odds now. That 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 wasn't very fun to look at. <laughs> I, I just picture him like in a, you know, Falcons uniform, and then I get PTSD with Michael Vick. Yeah, that's. I, I'm only gonna see Mike Vick. Yeah, that's it. Um. So yeah, this has been weird. I think. What uh, do, do you have any theories as to why he waited till now to say something? I. I I don't really. I, I mean, I'm trying think, to I, understand it. I sincerely think he's just panicking right now. Yeah, like I, it, is, do, it does seem like a, a very much lot of, I mean, it is. It's a lot of politics. It is. And I think this is the player's version of hitting the panic button. Like, you know, as us as fans, when we start seeing our team, like, shifting or not doing very well, we hit the panic button. Mm-hmm. This is a player's version of hitting the panic button. He's like, oh, shit, I don't have as many suitors as I thought. I'm not going to get paid the amount of money I thought I was going to get paid. Actually, I'm probably going to get paid less than the amount of money that I could have gotten if I had taken said deal or a, a deal 
in the in the past last year. Yeah. So I, he needs an agent. As as a professional, as a as a as a rich person in general, you need an agent or somebody there. Yeah. To take care of that shit. Um, I so. I don't know. We'll see how. I, I hope he gets paid. He's a great talent. Um, I just really hope Atlanta doesn't pay him. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah, you're right. I think he just needs kind of some guidance. Um, to kind of help him because I think he sh- he deserves to be in the league. He deserves to definitely get a big, a big payday. I mean, he's an MVP in the league. I, I just, you know, maybe a Ken Francis can help lead him. You know, that's who it is, Ken, Ken Francis. Ken Francis. Okay. Um. But yeah, the, again, this is a product of Deshaun Watson, um, Russ Wilson, um, and who else? Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Wilson and, and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. They and it's not their and it's not those quarterbacks' fault. It's a, it's the team's fault for paying them and just completely fucking up the market. So it's it, it's the consequences of it are being basically forced upon Lamar. That's yep. that's what's happening. Um, which is unfortunate because he didn't really do anything but play his ass off. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else on the Lamar drama? Uh, that's about it. All right. There's nothing on the Rodgers front, and everything else is just kind of like just stories. Like OBJ, like all those, the, all the free agents. They're, they're just, it's all like, hey, where could this guy end up? What if he goes here? What are packages and stuff? You know, so nothing really else on the NFL front. Uh, really, <clears throat> just real quick. Our boy, LSU boy Sam Burns, wins the Dell Tech uh, match play. It was yep. fantastic. It was him versus, I think, Scotty Scheffler. And then, yeah. Scotty Scheffler leading up to the championship. Yeah, no, I, well, hang on. The semifinals was him and Scotty Scheffler versus, and then, or yeah, him versus Scotty Scheffler and then Rory versus Cam Young. Um, both the semifinal matches went into um, extra holes. Extra that, holes. That was fantastic it was awesome I, the, the the announcers wouldn't stop about how good a friend sam burns and sky scheffler was it was just like you at, at, by the end of it i thought sam burns and sky scheffler butt fucked each other <laughs> i really Jeez. did because just the way that the announcers were just oozing over their friendship they're like oh yeah they were just hanging out last week they were seen spotted on their yachts their uh families hang out with each other like what did they bang each other shit it was the entire time Maybe but, maybe the commentators were jealous. Maybe they I wanted think. to be friends with Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns that yeah. bad. Yeah, that's they exactly. were jealous of yeah. their friendship. And the Roy McIlroy Cam Young matchup was amazing, dude. All it was was both of these guys were just they're known for their drives. Mm-hmm. They were just ripping fucking drives. Just I'm talking like 350, 375 yard drives. Roy McIlroy had a drive that carried 349 yards. Jeez, it was I think it was on Saturday, but yeah, he had a drive that carried. Carried 349 yards. Good people that or people that drive is like the equivalent of like three point shooters, like your yeah. Steph Curry's and your Trey Youngs. People that just throw the ball up from like way downtown. That's that's what I vision like you know with golf and you know calculating it into different other sports terms is it, like a driver. A good driver is like you know a good three point shooter or a good home run hitter or a good home run hitter. It's like yes. every time you watch Aaron Judge come up to the plate, you're exactly. Like, I want you to just spank the ball out of the fucking park. He might be just doing terrible that round, but if he's just smacking the ball, you know, like just 349 yeah. yards, like you said, like it's just going to be fun to watch. Or so. like a Devin Hester on kickoff returns. Yeah. That's, you just it's, it's fun. It's awesome because you know you're going to get something exciting. Yes. Um, yeah, so that was talking golf. Uh, let's get to talking soccer. I know we got away from this, um, but let's get back to it now that football's over. Talking um, soccer. Yeah. I, again, I'm going to I, – I, 
I know I say this every single year, and I've been saying it for fucking years. I will get into soccer. Okay. I will get into soccer. Um, one thing I wanted to say, Ronaldo is on his way. I think this is what I was supposed to look up. Uh, Ronaldo is on his way to becoming the first footballer to make 200 international appearances. That's if he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, he will be he will break the 200 mark in the um, 2024 Euro qualifier. Okay. That will be on June 20th. It's a long, long against career. Against Iceland in Reykjavik. Okay. Yes, and he will re- he will remain on Portugal, despite you remember the World Cup ending where he got benched against Morocco. Yes. Yeah. He he will despite that, despite that benching he will remain on, um, Portugal. So they worked it out. I I, I guess so. That was a sour note. It was weird. It's like you you never see Ronaldo going to the bench. Um, yeah, Messi's still better though. <laughs> Messi's still the goat. Messi's still the goat. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna comprise of a uh, an entire essay or uh, stat sheet of just proving why Messi's the goat. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Um. In other news, Antonio Conte leaves Tottenham after 16 months with uh, after 16 months being with the team. This is Tottenham's manager. Um. This is this, this is fucking hilarious because this is how everyone wants to quit, quit their job. He literally bitched out all of his players and told them they were selfish, yelled at them, and then left and then quit. <laughs> it's like that's how you that's how everybody wants to quit their job. Yeah. You just want to big give a big fuck you. You dream about it, you know, you're at a job you hate. You just want to give a big fuck you, yell at the manager, tell him everything that you have been talking to yourself about in the shower whenever you're just talking about all your work problems mm-hmm. and you just leave. What a legend. Legend. Straight legend. legend. He worked there for a year and a half and was just like, fuck you guys, I'm out. Yeah, like, I mean, heck, the chances of him coming back weren't very high to begin with, so, like, why why even try to even improve that? Yeah. I mean, just fuck it. He basically called them little bitches and then left. That's awesome. It's great. Um, and, uh, let's see. Oh, I read a, a, a news line. It was just, a, I read the line, um, the headline, sorry. Arsenal and Liverpool to battle for the Spanish Jude Bellingham. His name is Gabriel Vega. I don't know what those words mean, but let's go fucking Liverpool, baby. So Jude Bellingham? The the Spanish Jude Bellingham. So the Spanish version of Jude Bellingham. Okay. I also have no idea who that is either. Yeah. No, I mean... Is he good? I think he's he's supposed to be pretty good, right? I figured like you would use like Lionel Messi or like, you know... Um, Ronaldo Bellingham. He's probably English, right? Every, anything, anytime there's a ham at the end of a last name, I I just think of Buckingham and Palace, and then think of England, like fucking Mary Poppins. Yeah, England. they're big ham eaters. Uh huh. They're big ham eaters in England. Okay. All right. Gotcha. I didn't know that. <laughs> Gabriel Vega. So that's who we're fighting for against Arsenal. So fuck Arsenal. Okay. Let's go Liverpool. Um, last thing I have for uh for soccer is. My favorite thing. They say instead of getting fired, they say they got sacked. Yeah, we yeah, I remember uh, that. We, we discussed that. this, but I just wanted to bring it back up. They sack their managers instead of fire them. Yeah, that's one of the best things. It's great. Yeah. I love it. And here's the thing. I love I, I was thinking about it, I'm like, man, why don't we why why don't we do that incorporate that in America? I kinda like that it's only your uh European. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I like in America saying you're fired. 
Okay. It's 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 nice. It's to the point. But I also like the fact that Europeans say sacked. I kind of wish we just said off with his head. You know, like the bringing That's, back the Alice in Wonderland. Uh, you know. Theme. Did you do some acid or, or watch the movie recently? Because that's been that's all. <laughs> no comment. No comment. All right, cool. <laughs> Podcast gets a drug test. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get drug tested by yeah. the NFL. <laughs> Random drug test from the NFL on Joseph Wilson. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that that's my talking soccer. I'm gonna. I promise. I'm gonna follow it a little. A lot more. A lot more. Big Liverpool guy right here. You know another term that they use with soccer. Um, so Manchester United and uh, Wrexham will play a friendly in San Diego this summer. Um, so if you're not familiar with Wrexham, Wrexham is, is owned by none other than himself, Ryan Reynolds and Ma- Rob McElmany. McElhaney. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, they will play a friendly, which had no idea what a friendly was. But it's just an expedition game. Uh, exhibition. Exp- exposition. Um, goodness gracious. Or a scrimmage. Yeah. That's what a friendly. A friendly is. Yeah. It's not like you, you can't like get mad at a friendly. No. It's, it's just like you, you, you know, it's, it's nice. It's, everybody's just, you know, they, they're just all friends there. Yeah. Just have, playing a good game of sport. So they're not as intense, so it looks like they're playing friendly out there. Gotcha. Whereas if it's com- intense and competitive, that's when the fights and all the mm-hmm. you know the Dylan Brooks come out. The good stuff. Yeah. Cool. All right, you got anything else on soccer? Uh, that's it. That was pretty good. I like it. I, we, I think we did all right. I mean, for for Americans who have no idea what soccer is. Yeah, okay. absolutely not knowing what I'm talking about. Nope, no idea. Uh, shout out to um, <clears throat> LSU women's basketball for making the Final Four, baby. Kim Mulkey is... A fucking G. She is awesome. She she has the craziest outfits. She has like the most dramatic uh, side court like gestures. Just decor, and, decorum. Yeah. Just, it, it's awesome, dude. She embodies everything Louisiana, everything Mardi Gras, everything New Orleans, everything. Yeah. She just it's it's beautiful. She's yep. made for Louisiana. Yep. Uh, shout out to Angel Reese from that team who set oh. the NC, uh, the SEC record for double doubles in a season. Dude, she's fucking, she's a monster down low. Just double double machine. Beast, beast. Yep. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Lady Tigers in the Final Four for the first time in what 15 years? 15 years. Yeah, and that was in Kim Mulkey's second season. <laughs> a fucking G again. Nuts, nuts. But yeah, actually going also another uh, headline I got I wanted to point out. Um, so Iowa just beat Louisville last night, ninety-seven to eighty-three, and they have one of the best players in, if not the best player in the tournament, in Caitlin Clark, who just posted a forty-point triple double, forty-one, twelve, and ten. Is that that tall, skinny white girl? Yeah, she's pretty tall. Yeah, I I I heard about her. She's she's really good. Actually. She's like really really good. She's really good. Um, oh, Miami had those two hot twins that I was hoping. I mean, they they had to go through LSU, so I'm glad LSU won. Yeah, but it would have been cool if they could have got to the Final Four. They'll go back to making TikToks. They'll be just fine. It'll be fine. Um, anyways, <clears throat> so yeah, shout out LSU. And last thing I have is this is the last weekend without the MLB. Well, baseball's back. Oh, what is it? Uh, opening day. Opening day is coming up April first. So we. That's uh, not a joke, is it? No, they not always, April Fool's it, joke. No, it's it's always April first. Okay, so begins uh begins MLB season. Good, nice, nice catch there. Yeah. Um, and oh, dude, LSU baseball is on a roll. Twenty one and three. Um, just took two out of three from Arkansas. Uh, we got Tennessee coming up this weekend. Number eleven Tennessee 
Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm pumped, dude. If we go to Omaha, we're gonna we're gonna go. We're gonna go. Oh, we're gonna record it. We'll go. We'll go. Uh, vlog it. Vlog it. There you go. Cool. You got anything else? That's it. All right. I'll see y'all next week. Love y'all. Later.